They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible, no plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language, it's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lace tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. That goes for all of us. There ain't nobody to trust. It's like sabotage. It's got me ready to bust, but I can't jeopardize what I've done up to this point. So I'ma get more guys to help me run the whole joint. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the CW Clinic. I am CW. This is our clinic. If this is your first time listening, I am here with my co-host. As always, the producer, the man, the handsome Stephen Taft. What's going on, G? Dude, I have a box now. We both have boxes. Oh, man. Dude, what what was that? Guys, Chris just did, before we went live, the sexiest thing I've ever seen a man do. He, like, refocused and recentered himself before he hit the intro. And I have to tell you, I'm a little turned on. Dude. If you're not focused in life, let alone doing an intro to a podcast, you might be wasting your time. Might be. Um, it, it, we actually went on quite the tangent this morning in our pre-show. Pre-show. We, we get together for usually about, what, 15 minutes to 20 minutes before we start these things? And yeah. Then, yeah. And, and then we let it roll. Yeah. We, we, were, we were like over an hour of chit-chat today. Almost an hour and a half, man. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a lot to talk about. There was Christmas. Yep. There was your little gathering last night. Yep. There was uh, the potential cookies. third cat. Yeah. There was your gangster cat. There was cookies. There was brunch talk. There was a little political talk, actually. There was. There was. There was a lot today, guys. It was good. Yeah. You it, know, one of these days, I would love to figure out the best way to like put a recorder just near us. Cause we do it in the kitchen. We don't do it in, in, in the boxes, mm-hmm. you know, and we have these great conversations. That I think people might like to hear, but there's really no good way of capturing them. Well, well there is, I think in my opinion, there is, and it's our step for next month. Mm. Uh, you know, <laughs> quote, thinking outside the box pun <laughs> is intended. I know you guys can't see us. You, you listen to us, you can't see us. And I'm about to get into that, but Steve has developed boxes for yeah. our microphones because we're in a very small room and we've learned over the course of this 14 episodes of podcasting that my voice projects into his microphone and his voice at times projects into my microphone if i'm not fucking up the terminology here and it and 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 for us the little idiosyncrasies in the audio is important if you listen to our first episode and now you listen to this episode you can hear a clear difference in not only the editing but the audio and at that time we were sharing one microphone and then we bought a second microphone and we started realizing there was a whole nother mess of issues every time you take a step forward there's a new challenge but but we embrace challenges absolutely and the box is made out of cardboard he constructed them both for both microphones i.e 
we have boxes. Now, the cool part about the recording of us, though, is last week uh, we had a discussion of what we're going to do in the future, and we set goals for 2019 for our podcast. And one of our goals for the podcast is is to grow. And within that goal, what we're going to do is we're going to actually move the podcast from Steve's apartment to my gym. We're going to take one of the rooms in my gym and fabricate it 100% for podcasting. Okay? We're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. we're talking recliners, we're talking microphones, we're talking iMax and we're talking video, son. It's going to be sick. I'm excited for it. So we can even just let the cameras roll and record us while we're shooting the shit. We could do this live. You guys could join us live. As we, we could shoot this. live IGTV, Facebook Live. We can do all of the lives. It's going to be great. You know, I think it, I think something you brought up there, and I, I want to give a shout out. Um, you know, uh, we got great feedback via email um, about how the quality has improved. And there was there's a whole bunch of follow up questions that I want I just want to let you know, and you guys know who you are. We haven't forgotten about you. We actually have in the works a follow up episode with all the questions that you've asked. Um, we've got three more after today lined up on a, t- a specific topic. Uh, I mean, I think it's I could say it. I'm not spoiling anything here. You know, we, we're going to be focusing on the entrepreneur life for the next few episodes we touched on a little bit that fire last week uh if you have not checked out episode 13 one of the better chris came in spitting straight fire that day fantastic episode uh today we're going to talk a little bit more about that entrepreneur spirit and what it really means to get off your ass and do the work uh and then we're gonna we're gonna hit it up with that that fall i'm I'm calling it the follow-up episode as in following up with what you guys asked i don't want anybody to think that their feedback has gone unnoticed or unappreciated because you guys are the reason we do this and we really appreciate the the emails okay the interaction between the audience and us is something that not only do we love we really want we want we want to know what you guys think. We want to know what you guys hear. We want to know holes in the game. We want to know if you've seen any improvements. And my personal friend, uh, Devin Flood, sent. he's an avid listener. He's been texting me almost every week like, yo, when's the next podcast coming out? Yo, this is what I thought about it. Yo, this is an awesome job. Yo, Steve's killing it. And he's a big podcast listener and he gave us a lot of feedback in an email so if you've listened to us before at the end of every show we basically encourage you to email us with ideas thoughts criticisms anything Mm -hmm. and he put together a really well a really well written email i I think there was everything in i think he covered everything yeah it was like here's some ideas here's where you can improve here's where i've seen you've improved good job keep working hard it was it was very spicy and you know what that that like intricate of an email is exactly what we're looking for but even if that's something beyond what you could do or want to do just send us something yeah dm chris dm dm me but we're trying to push we're, we're trying to push the email here for you know anything to do with the podcast because right. i i get at that email too and and that's something that i have access to as well and the email is the cw clinic at gmail.com yeah yeah if you have any ideas hit us up 
But the point is, thank you, Devin. We have we have a uh, follow ep- we have a follow up episode planned out. You'll likely hear it in February. Keep in mind, guys, podcasts are recorded one to two weeks before you hear it. So th- there's a bit of a delay when it comes to your communication to us and us putting it on the air. But we did get it. We have reviewed it twice, once uh, via text to each other and once in person, which was today and was the topic of most of our conversation yeah. prior to this podcast. So thank you, Devin. So with that being said, what are we what are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about some some good shit today. We, uh, if you haven't listened to episode thirteen, you're gonna want to listen to episode thirteen to grasp the concept of what we're doing not only today but for the next three episodes. Okay, what we're talking about today is is in an entrepreneurial light. All right. Now I'm I'm understanding of the fact that the majority of our audience might not be entrepreneurs and that's perfectly okay because it's not just my opinion but many entrepreneurs opinions is just because you're not quote unquote an entrepreneur doesn't mean you can't take the lessons from an entrepreneur's life and apply it to yours for instance uh, my key personnel in my companies, they work for me. They are not entrepreneurs, quote unquote, but they run themselves like an entrepreneur, operate like an entrepreneur. And I've looked one of them in the face, who does this at one point and been like, you are more valuable than I'm paying you because he was running and still is his life like a fucking entrepreneur, okay? And I wasn't paying him what he deserves. Guess what he got from me? A hug. Um, not only a hug, but a monster raise. Monster raise when the time came, okay? I have no shame telling someone that they're worth more money than I'm paying them. Mm-hmm. You know what I, you know, that's not a derogatory thing. No. That's, yo, you're shit hot, man, and I should be paying you more, and I'm going to pay you more when I figure out what to pay you. It's acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people just need that acknowledgement too. Like, bro, I see you. I just want you to know I see you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're here. I appreciate you. Thank you for all that you do. And the point that I'm getting at is I look across at Steve while I shoot this podcast. He's not an entrepreneur, but guess what? His moral compass maybe, I don't want to say is beginning to, but I believe we're developing the inner spirit of the entrepreneur in him. And he's taking a lot of the lessons that we have done live on these podcasts and applying it to his life. And I've been watching him for the past six months since we've been doing this. And I see progression in his life. Yeah. It's almost like I'm practicing what we're preaching. You know, and and that's the thing that we're getting at here is I'm going to talk to what we're going to talk to you guys about this. And just because you're not quote unquote, an entrepreneur like me, doesn't mean that you can't apply it to your life. I honestly feel that you can apply this to your life and you could get the fuck ahead. All right. Cannibalize it. Take take what applies to you and use it. Just like I did from formal education. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was the entrepreneur in the MBA program. 
I knew there was a lot of shit that I would never use, but I took what I needed and applied it to my mm -hmm. life. Vice versa right now. Now take it from me. Well, I would hope you would take it from us and apply it towards your life. And the first thing that we're going to talk about today is, and I'm speaking directly to the like inner being today, okay guys? I want you to understand the depth of what we're talking about. This is going to be like a very deep conversation. Granted, it's one way because we're not conversing with you, but it's deep in the sense like, this is the type of conversation you get into with someone, and if you're actively listening while you're having the conversation, it might go for hours. Yeah. Okay? We're going to speak to your soul here, all right? I want you guys to take off your hat and think big right now. Think outside the box. Think unconventionally, all right? A lot of what entrepreneurs do and a lot of what they practice and a lot of what they preach is honestly very anti-social norms, all right? I'm by no means saying our social norms are wrong. I'm just saying I want you to think a little bit outside the box today, okay, with what we're about to hit you with. And the first thing that we're going to talk about is, and this is deep, what's your purpose? What is your purpose in life? pause. Let that sink in. What's your purpose? What is your purpose? Is your purpose to teach children? Is your purpose to make money? Is your purpose to cut grass? Is your purpose to be an artist, a photographer, a personal trainer? Is your purpose to be a bartender, a business owner? Is your purpose to be an HVAC guy, a plumber, an electrician, your purpose could be anything. Mm -hmm. The key is recognizing what it is. And what we're going to talk about a little bit today is how to figure it out, how to look deep inside you and understand what that purpose is. Now, <clears throat> I don't know what you're about to say here, but I'm going to take, <clears throat> take a guess real quick. After I clear, he's he's got me a little choked up, guys. Um, I'm, I'm gonna guess in this process, you you might have to be fucking honest with yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it was episode seven or eight. I'd have to look seven, I believe. Uh, emotional intelligence, uh, understanding yourself and your emotion is vitally important here. If you look in the mirror and don't like what you see looking back or don't understand what's looking back, it's going to be difficult for you to understand your purpose. Mm. You, a big first step is accepting what you see and loving what you see. I'm also going to take a stretch here. I'm probably stepping on Chris's toes here, but I'm playing the guessing game here with you, audience. Oh, please do. Um, I'm guessing another part of it is probably ignoring most keyword here most of what other people are telling you is your purpose yeah and i think that kind of goes along with like society's norms you know people a lot of people that will offer opinions especially are basing them off like normalities that they've gone through and been taught which is perfectly okay i've learned over the years not to offer my advice i'll give advice when it's asked for 
Yeah. Now, you said something interesting in there that I like. Uh, a couple things. I, I'm, I'm trying to organize my thoughts here because I could I could ramble just as much as Chris does. So first things first, social norms. Mm. You said think big, think outside the social norms. Norms. Okay. Normal. Okay. Nobody's ever done anything new and innovative that's been normal. Why? Because if it's normal, it's not new. Right. It's what's expected. Right. Second thing, you said your purpose might be to make money. A social norm is that that's greedy and fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. No. If that's your purpose, that's your fucking purpose. It's all in how you look at money. Yep. All right. I'm sorry for stepping on your toes, Chris. So we're, ba- we're purpose. What's your purpose on this world? How's that applied to entrepreneurship? My, m- me, my purpose. I figured out my purpose probably about two to three years ago. Keep in mind, I'm 33 and I've been in business for 10 years. I blindly, and you could call it blindly, just pushed really hard prior to say three years ago is seven years in business and I began to realize that my purpose in life is very simple actually my purpose is to help people my purpose is to help people I would say in a couple different forms and initially I thought my purpose is to help people in fitness, which I think was my first stepping stone. But as I started to think outside the box and think bigger, I started to realize that my skill set in helping was far beyond fitness, mm. far beyond fitness. I love to help people, not only, well, let's repeat that. I love to help people. I, I, and you know, I think this, this term gets thrown around loosely and the understanding might not be to a degree that everyone agrees upon, but I'm a very selfless dude. Mm. Okay. I will always, always, always bend over backwards for someone. We've talked past in the past on the show about not bending over backwards for the wrong people. Right. And and that's a big key to this. Yep. But I'll bend over backwards for anyone that's even slightly important to me in my life. Doesn't matter what they need. I want to solve their problem and I want to help them. Whether it's the homeless guy on the side of the street, one of my customers, one of my friends, my family, my dog, Anyone really in my life that I care about, I want to help. There's a piece of me internally that fills with joy when I see someone that needs help, especially when they ask for help, and I'm able to help them, and then I watch them succeed and get to where they're going, and I start clapping. The piece of me that fills with joy is my purpose. I know that no matter what I'm helping them with, that if they listen to me, they're likely going to succeed in what they're asking about. 
and that's my purpose to help them. And to accent a little bit of what I'm good at helping with is fitness, personal development, i.e. this podcast. This entire podcast puts on display exactly how selfless Steve and I are and how much we want to help people. The entire purpose to this podcast, let alone my life, is to help you, the listener. Save some time, save some money, save some fucking heartache, listen to these lessons, apply them to your life, fucking kick ass. That's like legit our mission statement without it being written. But personal development, and I also love to develop and work with and help my customers and my staff especially. And I've talked about this before. I really don't know which one I enjoy more. Helping people with their lifestyle, like living healthy and fitness, or their lifestyle as an integral part to my companies. Because both are lifestyles. And I, I, I won't say I've mastered both, but I've gotten pretty fucking good at it. And I love helping people in it. Go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say, there's a. it actually makes a lot of sense when you think about what it takes in the fitness world, right? To to assist people in the fitness world um, that that would bleed over into to daily life of, of helping people, you know, motivation, helping people to see themselves in a brighter light. Um, you know, it fitness is a lot of an emotional and introspective. It, it's a, it, you know, you got to stop and look at yourself. Why am I doing this? What's the purpose of it? I'm not motivated to do it. I got to think better of myself to do it. I'm doing this for me. There's there's a lot of things that are life skills as far as, you know, you could apply these things outside of fitness. Motivation could be used in, in any field. Uh, self-appreciation, self, self-development could be used in any field. Changing your perspective could be used in any field. So it's not very shocking for me sitting here to be like, no shit, Chris was drawn to this. He went from literally serving an entire country in, in the military, which is helping others, to a profession that is helping others. And now he's realizing that it could go outside of the profession to helping people in kind of just an open forum. You know, so it makes a lot of sense to me that that was a draw for you. It was a passion of yours personally when you used to compete and lift, right? You, mm-hmm. you yep. wanted to build your body. But I think at the same time, it was also a piece of, I also want to help others in this thing that I'm also passionate about. Oh, shit. I can help them apply that to life too? Duh. It, it's a natural progression. Yeah. And Steve didn't know. Steve didn't know what my purpose was. Well, he knew what we were going to talk about. But he didn't know the answer to my question. I mean, I kind of did without well, knowing. you knew without me saying it. Yeah. I mean, but I didn't tell him. It, it's the same reason I teach. You know? 100%. I, it's funny. People ask me. I, I teach social studies, for those who don't know. My least favorite subject in school is history. And, and people get confused by that. But they go, but you're, you're a history teacher now. Yeah, I didn't like it. I'm not a social studies teacher because I love teaching history. 
I'm a social studies teacher because there's so many categories in that umbrella that gives me the freedom to to help and to teach life skills. You know, and people don't realize economics falls under social studies, uh, civics, how to be a good human in your country falls under social studies. You know, there's my purpose in life was to help young people. It's my it's what I was put on this earth to do. I've tried it. Many things have failed. And part of that was because that's what I thought my purpose was. And then a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Winnick, I don't know if Mike listens. Uh, I know. He's, I know Mike. Yeah, I know he's checked us out a couple times. You know, we we're sitting there playing a card game one day in his uh, living room. And he was like, dude, why don't you become a teacher? I was like, I don't want to be a teacher. There's not enough money in it. And he's like, that's beside the point. You're, you're meant to be a teacher. And here I am. I, I think that conversation happened in like 2006. Here I am 12 years later, almost on a decade of teaching. And that was because him and I sat down and he helped me understand my purpose then. Mm-hmm. Is he over at UNH? I don't know if he is anymore. That's where he got me into. Uh, was he used, to, he used to work over there. And uh, he actually worked in the graduate department uh, when when we were having this conversation and literally went into his, his bedroom, got his briefcase out, pulled out the paperwork I needed right there on the spot. And I think that was the other thing I needed from him. Um, oh, we both went to UNH, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, not only to have him identify my purpose, but to then also literally hand me the pen and go get started. Yeah. You know? That's a good dude right there. Oh, solid guy. Solid guy. Yeah. Unfortunately, he did the whole thing where he got married and had kids. Now I only get to see him like once a year. Ah, yes. <laughs> it happens, guys. If you if you're younger than than us, um, you might not see it yet. But every year that goes by, more and more of your friends will basically just get involved in their own life, and mm-hmm. whether that's marriage, career, kids, all three. And you just see them less. You know, they're living their life. And it's something that I've had to come to accept over the years because I'm 33, never married and single. <laughs> so, like, I can go, I can be over here and do whatever the fuck I want. And then I have majority of my friends are in their 30s married with kids. So I don't get to see them very much. Yeah, which is great about this mandatory Sunday meeting we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we've been doing this for... I think on Sundays for about three, four months now, but we've been doing mm-hmm. this podcast for about six months now. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know or if we've discussed it, I don't recall, but it took us two, three months oh, yeah. to release our first episode. I think we recorded one or two that we threw out. I, I think it was more than that. Might have been. Might I think have been. it was more than that. Yeah. I mean, I know we say this is episode 14, but this might be like 17 or 18. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, I'm, we're just highly critical people, you yeah. know. But uh, yeah, you know, and, you know, speaking of, of purpose, I mean, that's awesome that Winnick did that for you. But uh, uh, when it came to me identifying my purpose, I... Uh, I got turned on to, and you're going to have to help me here, Steve, uh, with the pronunciation of the author. Gadame? Gadame. Pejman Gadame? Pejman Gadier. Gadame. Gadame. (laughs) Um, It's Persian? Yes. Persian, I think is the right way of saying it. PJ, or Pejman, is... Now, guys, like, I, I don't use this term loosely. I do not. He's a genius, okay? I'm, you know, I'm fortunate enough to 
spend a lot of my conversation around extremely intelligent individuals. You know, I'm looking across the room right now at one of them in my life. His his fiance is one, is another one, and that's just using a couple examples. I really enjoy deep, intelligent conversation. And when I got turned on to PJ, I got turned on to him. He has two books. One of them is called The Third Circle Theory. And that book tells a story of him being a broke immigrant, coming into the country, having nothing, going to school for finance, working in the baking industry, realizing he hated it, turning it into a side hustle, turning finance into a side hustle to being a multimillionaire through several sources of revenue. Along the way, he wrote a book called The Third Circle Theory. And I read every day, Steve reads every day. And let's just pause for a second. If you're trying to advance in life at anything, expand your knowledge and read every day. Don't chalk it up to you don't have time. Don't make time. time. I make time first thing in the morning. The second thing I did this morning was read. The first thing I did this morning was count my blessings. Those two, hand in hand, make for an amazing day every single day. Every single day I have brilliantly sharp, positive energy and because I harness it from the start. But we can always get into that at another point. The point is read. Read. And guys, I was the guy in high school that the teacher would say read. And if I was even lucky, I would read the cliff notes. Most time I'd just be like, yo, let me get that homework and copy that. Mm -hmm. Now look at me. I'm telling you to read. Okay. And it's the truth. It's what's helped me not only identify my purpose, but get to the point that I'm at in life. And I will continue to only get better because I put positive self-development into my mind on a daily basis. And I read other shit. I do. I read articles on the internet almost daily. I I read lots of stuff, but I read self-development every morning. And the point that I'm getting at is if you want to get better, read. PJ, (laughs) PJ, uh, PJ is, I opened this book and I was like, holy shit, this guy is smart. And I didn't really realize exactly how smart he is. Until I started to get pretty deep into the book and I had to stop reading, go back and reread sentences, paragraphs, chapters, and sections of the book. This one book, I don't know exactly how long it is. I'd say it's less than 400 pages, probably 300 pages. Took me probably four months to grasp the concept, which was teaching how to identify your purpose in life. But you don't just recognize your purpose in life. You have to understand yourself. Mm -hmm. And the book also helps you do that. And it helps you kind of delegate how to understand yourself and how to understand what your purpose is. And if you can understand your purpose, you're in what he calls the third circle. Your first circle is your average individual, per se. Social norms, nine to five, 
Day to day. Day to day. Just going through life. Got all the debt. Work to pay off the debt. Never have any extra money. All and, you do is sleep and work, and you're tired and broke. We will you exchange your time for money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, your second circle, give or take, is you're, you're starting to have like a realization. Like, what was it? The Enlightenment period of, what was it? The 1400s or some shit? Yeah, the Enlightenment thinkers. What what year was that? It depends on where you want to look at it. Because it spanned a couple hundred yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, but. if you want to talk about Hobbes and Locke and all of them, you're talking about the 1500s, the 1800s, okay. over like a 300-year period. And the point was society basically became enlightened on yeah. a lot of issues. They, they started thinking for themselves. The, the printing press was just developed, and you know, yep. communication Gutenberg made the world thing, yep. extremely small. Um, guys, I am not a history major, and I'm looking directly at one, correct? No. no. No, history teacher. History teacher. History teacher. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. anyways, and it, 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 the second circle where a lot of people do fall is you're starting to realize what's going on around you and that you can take control of it and that you might be on this earth for a specific reason. I'm just starting to think as you're talking that I'm in second circle. You're, right? You are in the second circle. <laughs> yeah. And I was actually going to say that. and uh, And that is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's an exciting time, the, honestly. It, it is an exciting time because you're going to move to the third circle. Mm-hmm. And when you move to the third circle, third circle life becomes fun. Mm. Life becomes happy. Life becomes grand because you understand your purpose in life. And the biggest takeaway of it, other than understanding your purpose, is you're able to teach others how to get better. Now, the whole point to the third circle isn't you teaching other people, but you're going to be so enlightened that you're going to want to see everyone around you in the yeah. third circle, i.e., look at me. I want to, I'm here to help people. I want to see everyone in my life. This successful. place is dope. Come hang out with me in this place. Do you guys, do you realize like I'll get approached just for like people want to be in my presence i that's an honor you know years ago you know i would be kicked out of friend circles because no one wanted to be around me i can attest to this (laughs) you know like can can i share kind of a personal story about you absolutely so there was a point in time i think i might have said this on on i think in one of our very early episodes we talked about our english class with liberty the lesbian yeah and and my uh, what's the word? There's a word, an intelligent word I want to use right now that I can't think of at the moment, but, uh, I was very hesitant. Chris lived on campus. I was a commuter. He constantly asked me to hang out with him after class. And I was like, no, I've heard all the stories about this guy. Nobody, no, no, nobody wants to hang out with him. And then one day I hung out with him. It was a snowstorm. And Chris was like, dude, instead of driving home right now, why don't you let the plows get out there? Come hang out in my dorm. We played Tiger Woods for a couple hours. Roads got plowed. I got home safely. First off, way back then, you you're already thinking about other people. You know? Like he he made that plea that day as different to other days. Like, dude, be safe. Give the plows time to get out there. We hung out. I was like, holy shit. I had a great time. I think we started hanging out regularly at school then. Yeah, so this was 2003. So summer rolls around. We're no longer at school. Everybody comes home. All the the high school kids come back to the town, all super important now because they've left their small little town and had their brains open. Meanwhile, 
I had already lived that life. Anyways, I, I digress into something different. And we're playing poker one night. And we need one more person. And I was like, yo, invite Warrens. We were all good at poker, too. Yeah. I'm good at poker. I was so like, is Steve. I was like, invite Warrens. And that social circle was like, hell no. I was like, no, but you guys don't understand. Invite him. He's different. And I don't know if you were different. You might have been the person you always were. But you were different from the stories they told me. And then what happened after that first time that they finally broke down and invited you? Oh, they wanted me at every poker game. And then one of the people that was a naysayer, the summer of Momomo, was you, me, and who? Ryan. And I remember one of the first conversations after the first poker night you had was him looking at me and going, dude, everybody was fucking wrong about that kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... That was back then. Yeah. Was that at Lou Bell's house? Oh, God. Might have. No, I feel like it was at uh, Wolstrom's. Yeah, it's probably at Wolstrom's. I feel like it was at Wolstrom's. Yeah. But but that change, mm-hmm. you know? And now those same people, the thing that cracks me up is those same people are the ones that want to be in your presence. <laughs> now. Yeah. This is true. You know? this is. I was getting begged in November to be in the presence of those individuals, which I have nothing against. I love. No. I just... And I, I, I pour my energy into people that I want to see successful. But I bet you, here's the thing is I bet you if one of them came to you, it was like, Hey man, I want to know how to do what you do. And like genuinely want to know mm-hmm. you pull them right up there. Absolutely. Cause I, that's who you I, are. Absolutely. I would mentor them for free because that's your purpose. And my time is valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very valuable. But that's that's kind of the deal, is like you want to pull folks up. I want to bring everybody with me. I want to bring everyone around me. One of the things that I do, one of the things that I've had to come to the realization of is I don't, I don't do this for me. Yeah, I mean, I do it for me, but I, I do it because everyone in my life that's important to me, I want to provide a better life for. My entire staff, my customers... I have thousands of customers, thousands, thousands of customers. Wrap your mind around that. Thousands of customers. My audience on social media, I could touch about 70,000 eyes in a week. I want to help those people. I want to help everyone. I want to help you guys, the listener. The key personnel in my life, for instance, Steve, I want him to get better so he I don't want to say happier, but he is enjoying more of life. I want to see him super successful. I want to see him. How many fucking times have I told you, develop that side hustle. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking do it. And something that he might not even realize, that side hustle is quickly developing into this, which is growing and tremendously and becoming something pretty fucking awesome in both of our lives. Yeah. No, I mean, it's gotten, I would say that just doing this, this process of, you know, I'm like a pseudo listener as this thing happens, right? So we talk about the topics beforehand, but as we go through these conversations, while I'm asking Chris questions, I'm not, these aren't pre-scripted. Chris, is there any paper in front of me? Is there any screen of questions in front of me? No, it's not pre-scripted and we don't edit guys. We run straight through. Yeah. 
I mean, back in the day, I used to cut things out, but then I realized something. That's not authentic. If there's one thing we are, it's it's real. You know? Yeah, but, but we were cutting out, like, ambulance sounds <laughs> and, like, police cars and stuff. And yeah. we're like, wait, that doesn't sound good. Um, but, you know, I ask these questions genuinely, and I'm learning right alongside the audience. And, and let me just tell you guys that I wasn't being facetious earlier when I said I've moved into that second circle. I, I've realized that I don't want – my five-year goal right now is simple. I have a very simple five-year goal. I don't want to wake up to an alarm. Not meaning I don't want to sleep around all day and do nothing. I want to set my own schedule. I want to work when I'm most productive. I want That's to, 11 to 11, right? Yep. Yeah. I want to be out there when I know I kick ass. And I will work, gladly work a 12-hour day if it's the 12 hours I've chosen. Let me ask you a question, Steve. Do you want that book? Yeah, I'd read it. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to order I'd it read for it. you. I, I do, on the topic of reading, I don't read often. The only things I read are things that other people have recommended to me. That book out there mm. is book number three in that series, mm -hmm. which means I've already gone through two of them. This is a 1,500-page book, guys. The first one I read, a friend of mine from the internet, uh, Dunamis, a.k.a. Justin, um, recommended it to me. I got about 100 pages in. I was like, this is the most confusing shit I've ever read in my life. But he recommended it to me. And because I respect him, I wanted to give it my best effort. By the time I got to like page 500, I couldn't stop. I was hooked. Mm -hmm. And, and part of the, the thing for those of you out there that do read and do work on self-improvement and, and growing your knowledge through reading, recommend books to friends because you never know if you're recommending it to me. The guy that's only going to read if somebody's like, hey, this helped me. Or in this case, this helped this person imagine and, and be creative, which is the type of person I am. I need, I need people to open my eyes up to more creative things. I get inspired by creativity. Which is exactly what we're doing. We're recommending you the third circle theory, yep. which okay. I will read because it's been recommended. My entire bookshelf in my office is full of books that were recommended to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this out there right now. Even if it's 100, 200, 500 of you listening, you want the book? Email us. I will send it to you. The CW Clinic at goodmail.com. At gmail.com. Email us. As soon as you hear this, if you want your mind blown and you want to understand why you're on this earth and you want to think outside the box to the point that you're understanding what opened my mind, email us, put your name and your address in the body of the email. I will send you the book personally. No charge to you. I'll pay for shipping. I'll send it right to your doorstep. And then when you're done, email me or I should say email us. We'll go out to dinner and discuss it on me. Damn. Hold me to it. I want to do it. I want you to open your minds. I want to have the discussion with you. I want to hear what you have to say. Because if you fucking flip it around, you might see something in that book that I missed. Yeah. Wow. That's, do it. That's uh, an Anybody. I, even if it's 500 people, do it. I'll do it all. Wow. Um, take them up on that offer. Please do. Third, third Circle Theory by... Pejman uh, Gamini? Gatame. Gatame. Guys, I apologize. I'm I'm illiterate. Don't no, you know what though? Here's something I gotta say. I gotta say something. I respect this about you.
before we went live, he's like, dude, I'm going to recommend this book. I would like to say the author's name correctly. You know what? It's not about being able to say it correctly. It's about the desire to, I, I'm sorry. I have a thing for names. I have students that have incredible names as well. I'll put it out there as I get them wrong quite often. And they're like, it's all right. Just call me. No, a name's fucking important. And wanting to know a name to me says something about somebody. One of the most fundamental ways to show respect is memorizing someone's name. Mm-hmm. One of the most fundamental ways of receiving respect is for memorizing someone's name. Do unto others as others would do unto you. Respect. Yeah. Uh, PJ is a brilliant individual. Brilliant. And he opened my eyes to the fact of what I'm on this earth for. So much so that, yes, I am in the third circle. I was in the third circle. I moved from the second to third circle as I read the book because it opened my eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'm open to thinking outside the box. I mean, I have to be, and I'm an entrepreneur. And just because you're not an entrepreneur doesn't mean you shouldn't read this book. I guarantee you this book will help your life. Not just financially, but it will just give you give you a moral compass, give you an understanding of why you're here. And if you look in the mirror and you understand why you're on this earth, you have a level over probably, and don't quote me, 90% of people on this earth. All right? He, he is an entrepreneur. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about entrepreneurs especially. A lot of entrepreneurs buy from other entrepreneurs because they respect them. Mm-hmm. So after, well, when I was reading this book, he doesn't plug himself, but I went on Instagram and I found him on Instagram. And then I found his companies on Instagram. Uh, he's got several companies. The Secret Entourage, which is his mentorship for entrepreneurs. The Exotic Car Hack, which is he teaches you how to hack, quote unquote, exotic cars Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Bentleys, Range Rovers, Rolls Royces, to the fundamental cheapest you can get them, and then flip them for a profit. And then he also does the same thing called the watch conspiracy, where he teaches you how to hack high-end watches and sell them on the secondary market for profit. Now, I've been following him for years, and then guess what? He was running a Black Friday sale this year. His entire course on how to flip watches was 200 bucks. First things first, it doesn't matter if it was 2000 or 200 or 20. I saw that he he had a sale going. I respected him. I bought it. So one of my goals in 2018 is to not only understand the course, but to start flipping watches. And I set a goal to create an extra $5,000 of revenue a month from flipping watches. And he claims that once you understand how to do it, two watches a month will create $5,000. Hmm. Profit. For doing nothing other than having the capital to buy in, buy in, and then sell. So that's the point is I respected him so much, he has a product, I just bought it. Yeah. You know, for it's, I mean, it's similar in a sense, but very different. You know, I I have a lot of apparel for both my companies. And when I put my apparel up, like drops of apparel, people across the country DM me, hey, can I get one of those hoodies? 
Never even stepped foot in your business. Never even met me. Yeah. That's how you influence people. But it all comes down to respect. I respected him on the message that he was getting across in this book. Not only because I'm going to write a book, but I respected him for taking the time to write it to teach people. The book's not more than 10 bucks. It's not like he's going to be a multimillionaire off the book. But I respect him. And he's a genius. And he helped me figure out my purpose. And he has a product that I'm interested in. So I bought it. That's being an entrepreneur. One entrepreneur to another. But your purpose in life will help you immensely once you figure it out. And then when you get to the point to maybe where I'm at, where you're harnessing that purpose and using it to help others around you, you bring a tight-knit crew with you in my case. And I call them my people, my tribe. They're my number one priority, my number one priority in my life. And being knowing my purpose and being able to help others understand their purpose is some kind of fulfillment that I can't even really put into words. And I'm physically watching several people that I groom personally, not for money, just because it's my purpose, figure their purpose out and start to hit their fucking stride. And one of the guys that I'm doing this with is 22. 22 years old. By the time he's our age and he's 33, he'll be fucking light years ahead of us. And I can't wait to see that. And you've heard this before on the podcast and I say this. I honestly, wholeheartedly cannot wait until someone that I personally groom surpasses me. I can't fucking wait because at that very moment, I will know that the reason, the purpose that I'm on this earth was so deep and understood that I was able to fulfill my own purpose by teaching someone else to understand theirs. I really can't wait. Like, do you see my eyes? Like, I'm joyful right now. (laughs) Chris is a little giddy over there. I am, guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. My my level of thinking has changed a lot over the years, and I think massive, and I enjoy it, and I love the fuck out of my life, and I understand my purpose, and I want you to understand your purpose, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Third circle theory. Do it. If you have questions, email us. DM me. I'd love to help you. Dude, fire. Absolute hmm. fire. Yeah, I'm I'm like all I'm all smiles right now, guys. So it's we said at the beginning. Um if you haven't listened to episode 13, I, I'm I'm assuming at this point that everybody that's listening has been listening in progression. But if you haven't, check out 13 where we talk about the fire of uh the entrepreneur spirit. Identifying purpose, we hit up today. We're going to get to some of the macro and micro of, of being an entrepreneur as we move forward. But, uh, you know, these aren't just... I, you guys know this. I'm a teacher. I'm not an entrepreneur. I take this shit and I apply it. And I think that's the other important thing we have to put out And here. I get to watch it. <laughs> it's one thing to sit here and listen about to stuff and, and feel good for the 45 minutes or the hour you're with us and, and to take that motivation into your day. That's all well and good, but that's like reading an inspirational quote on Instagram and feeling good for 30 seconds. You got to take this shit and apply it. You got to let it marinate. You know, take action. Do do the work you need to do 
to take these theories and make these theories practices, even if it's just in your daily life. You know, I'm not out currently. I'm not an entrepreneur, but as I've slowly started to realize my purpose and my motivation has grown and I've started to think bigger, it's a world that interests me. It's a world that I want to get involved in. And these are some of the steps that, I mean, I could go read all the books or I could look 10 feet across the room and ask the guy that's read all the books to help guide me. So I'm not wasting my time and I'm getting things like the third circle and, and these, these key pieces of work that Chris has already discovered for me, mm-hmm. you know, and I do pick it. We're not bullshitting when we say we spend an hour before these things mm-hmm. talking, yep. but you also, and I love this. You want, you wanted to do something in our outro today. Yeah. Uh, are we at that point now? No, we haven't discussed passion. Ooh, I thought the passion was in your purpose. It is. It absolutely is. But understanding your purpose is going to take a lot of self-reflection and thought and a lot of, you know, I believe in law of attraction, but uh, it, it takes a lot of understanding of who you are you know, emotional intelligence primarily, something that is going to be a little bit quote-unquote easier would be identifying your passion. Mm. For instance, I knew my passion going into figuring out my purpose was fitness. Right. Once I figured out my purpose, I understood that there was more to it than just fitness. Right. One of my biggest passions is fitness. I love fitness. I've been working out for almost 22 years now. You know, I keep myself in good shape. I own a gym. I own a nutrition company. I live and breathe fitness. You know, we won best gym in New Haven. I network with the best of New Haven. I'm the fitness guy in New Haven, right? I, I don't I don't say that in any manner other than it's just what, it's just what I've done. It's what I do, uh, and I think identifying your passions is a little bit easier than identifying your purpose. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what your passion is. You could be an expert on it. You know, it doesn't... If, if your passion is is um, gaming, that's awesome. Good for you. Your passion is gaming. I'd actually want to talk to you because I don't know shit about it. If your passion is a botanist... Guys, a botanist is like, I guess... Plants. Plants, yeah. Plant <laughs> expert. Cool. Talk to me. I'm going to question you because I don't know shit about it. I've got like six plants that half-assly are growing. And I'll question you and prod you on some shit to make my plants better. Um, are you watering them? Well, most of the time. <laughs> do Sometimes. They, do they get light? Yeah, kind of. You know, But the point is like... It doesn't matter if your passion is taking care of homeless cats, um, gaming, fitness, botany, reading, fucking butterflies, rainbows, unicorns, Care Bears, Tamagotchis. <laughs> I feel a little bit personally attacked here. <laughs> Steve has a Tamagotchi. Uh, it really doesn't matter what the passion is. It matters to you. I'm not saying it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter what it is. Embrace it. Yeah. If your passion is music, awesome. Awesome. 
awesome. Use that as your, your building blocks to understanding your purpose. Maybe your purpose is to play music. Maybe your purpose is to develop video games. What was that? Uh, was it Grandma's Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma's Boy where they developed the video yep. games. Like, that's cool. I know nothing about it, but I would love to hear about it. Look, 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 put, put us on display right now. My passion is fitness, leadership, management, you know, self-development. Look what we're doing. We're trying to help other people understand what their passion and purpose is and save you some time and make you some fucking money. All right? You know, if your passion is painting, cool, cool. You know, tell me about it. Teach me about it. I'll respect you for even stepping over the line to put on display that your passion is painting and you're trying to teach others the difference between oil and canvas. Is that is that the right example? No. No. That's okay. See, that's why we need more painting passion <laughs> experts. Uh, guys, I don't have a script. Steve doesn't have a script. We just think like, what is it, ad lib? Is that the way it's saying? Sure, yeah. We just think ad lib. And I'm just a normal dude. I'm just a regular dude who's got a lot of passion. But I'm just trying to explain to everybody listening that it doesn't matter what your passion is. Embrace it. if, If you embrace it, not only can you make money from it, but your life will be happier. And arguably... Happier people are wealthy. Maybe not always financially, but you're wealthy in everything else. Wealth is all in how you measure it, man. Exactly. Exactly. And just to cut Chris off here for a second to bring something up, you know, it's your passion. It's not other people's passion. You got to make it yours and own it. And don't let it. If someone's against your passion in the sense of like, you're never going to make it, you're never. Bye. Bye. Hang up. Done. I don't need that negativity. Right? Here's an example of passion on on display right now. Chris's passion. Helping people getting out there. Talking about fitness. Talking about being an entrepreneur. Sharing information with people. These are all passions of Chris's. Technology. My passion. How many times... This is the combination of our passions. My technology. Your knowledge on these topics. Dude, how fucking happy are we doing this? I've been smiling. Well, I smile every day, all day long. But I've been smiling ear to ear for the past couple hours. You know? And this is just a combination of our passions coming together. You know how many people told me when we started this? Dude, you know how many podcasts there are out there? You know how many podcasts talk about these things? That's great. We want to share our perspective because this is this is our passion. Everybody is an expert on something. Just harness it. And, you know, and, and Steve taking his passion and as a platform and it helps me get my passion out to you. I, I don't know how to fucking edit and like drop it on Spotify and shit like and that. And build cardboard boxes. Yeah, and build boxes. <laughs> if you're not following me on Instagram... Follow me on Instagram, and you can see me making ridiculous videos that include our box. Uh, Chris Warns one at Chris Warns one on Instagram. Um, pa- passion could be found in many different departments. Passion could be ca- passion could be a lot of things. And and let me tell you something: if you're embarrassed of your passion, try to look past that, okay? Because you know 
Say your passion. Oh, this is kind of a fucked up example. Say your passion. You wouldn't be you if it wasn't. <laughs> say your passion's sex, okay? All right? And you're not a prostitute, but you want to help people have better sex. But you're there are embarrassed. There's sex doctors out there. There's right. sex therapists out there. But you're embarrassed. Like, sex is almost like a taboo subject, depending on who you're talking to. But you're embarrassed that people will judge you and be like, oh, he's a man whore or, or she's a whore or whatever. You, you see you see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Like, say you're embarrassed of what your passion is. Try to get past that and, 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 and embrace it. Because once you embrace it, you'll understand that you're an expert on it. And not only will your life be better, but you can help other people and have there better are, sex. You know, and life is too short. Have good sex. You, you used what... Have fantastic I, sex. <laughs> you used what I'm pretty sure you thought was an extreme example there. Yeah. But the funny thing about it, if you want to go Google this right now, there's a whole entire world, a whole entire market around people doing exactly what you just said. My cousin is a sex therapist. Yeah. There's sex therapy. There's there's sex classes. There's, there's sex, sex novels. Classes? Yes. Dude. What do they do? What do you think they do in a sex class, bro? Everyone's having sex? It's not an orgy, Chris. I don't comprehend. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. That'll be your homework. Go <laughs> Go research sex classes. Are they local? They might be. I bet you there is. I bet you where we live, I bet you you could find sex class. Sign me up. <laughs> but, you know, here he is making what he thinks is kind of like a, I'm, I'm sure like your goal was to find a far end of the spectrum yep. and be like, even if it's this ridiculous, and I'm here telling you, it exists. If if somebody out there said my passion sex and they turned it into their purpose, it exists. Whatever your per- passion is, I'm sure you can make it work. You can make it happen. And I'm sure you're not. The, if you're passionate about it, the odds that other people are passionate about it, I promise you, I promise you, there are other people in the world that share that passion. Exactly. And and there's communities for, like you said. Yeah. And and, and, I, and you're right. I was just trying to look for something extreme and slightly taboo. And, uh, and don't, and the point to the whole subject was, if you're embarrassed of what don't you're, be. if you're, don't, don't be. And that was the whole premise of looking at yourself in the mirror and yes. liking what you see. Guys, we're all individual. We're all unique and, and we're all like, you know, cool in our own way. And no matter what you were looked at in high school, if it was uncool and you still think that you're uncool, you know, you're limiting yourself. All right. Yeah. First things first, if you peaked in high school, <laughs> Okay, <laughs> you peaked in high school. Um, it, cool is what you make of it. Like yeah. a lot of people refer to me as that. I'm nothing special. I just embrace who I am. It, you know, I'm quirky and I'm rough around the edges, but people have a good time in my presence, and they're like, "Wow, you're like the coolest person I know." That's because I love myself. I would say it's just as much loving yourself as it is not listening to the haters. Exactly. I don't, if you don't know me, I don't, I don't listen to a lot of people's opinions and I especially don't listen to the haters. Well, that's, that's a little narrow. You do listen to opinions. You don't let them all impact you. Uh, negative opinions. Yeah. Negative opinions. Well, I understand the difference between like negativity no, I just want, and, I just and want criticism people, and criticism. I just, I just want to make sure that people know yeah. per our conversation that we right. had before this, this podcast even started. Dudes, Chris is an open-minded dude. Very he, much so. 
But he just isn't going to listen to the haters. I'm not. And, and guys, like, there's a difference between hate and criticism. And please yes. understand that, yeah. okay? Criticism, good. I have lots of criticizers. And that's cool. Please criticize me. It helps me learn. Mm-hmm. I also have haters. I have people in my life that have actively tried to destroy me. Haterade. Google my name. You'll see I don't want to. You'll see it. Well, you'll see the you know shitloads you know, of positivity. You know why I don't want to Google your name? I'll probably get cancer or AIDS. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Let me find out about this subject. You have, and 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 the web tells you you have HIV. But the the point is, guys, like, like I would never listen to a hater ever. I mean, I I, I look at a hater and I actually chuckle. And if I ever see hate on the internet, especially like I say on like Facebook or Instagram, if the platform allows me, I don't even argue with it. I just delete it. I will actually chuckle to myself because you're so close minded that you can't actually understand the truth to the situation or the reality of life, let alone our situation. And this isn't to talk about haters. I'm just saying the more and more that you progress the more and more haters that you will get. And one of the most common subjects, especially amongst entrepreneurs and business owners, Mm -hmm. is how to deal with the hate. And don't get me wrong, it stings, all right? But you have to understand that some people have nothing better to do than to take their time and channel their hate at someone that ultimately they're just jealous of. That's what a lot of hate comes down to. They're projecting their hate internally towards you. That's it. Guys, if you understand that negativity and hate comes from seriously deep-rooted insecurities that lies within the individuals, you'll get to the point that I'm at to where you hate at me, and I just chuckle because you're close-minded. I would also probably add to that that something I've started to realize recently, a lot of haters like to use the phrase, oh, that must be nice. <laughs> and uh, I've come to realize something. It is jealousy. But it's not jealousy over your success. It's not jealousy over what you have and what they don't. It's jealousy over the fact that, that you... they per- didn't fucking do it. That you pursued your passion, and they're too afraid to pursue theirs. That's exactly what it is. And that's why we're trying to get everyone to think outside the box. Outside of social norms, the opening statement to this entire podcast was, let's let's think outside the box here, guys. Let's figure out what our purpose is. Let's explore what our purpose is. Let's direct it by our passion. And hopefully we can understand our purpose. And you're absolutely right. And we're not going to waste any more time talking about haters. It's a part of life. But understand the difference between hate and criticism. Yeah. There's a big difference. Hate is like, hate's like, I'm going to fabricate a story and put it on Google because I'm jealous of you. Hate is, I'm going to feed your cat, like, something to kill it. Hate, you better not. Hate, gangster cat will fuck you up. Right. Hate is like you go out to your car being bashed. Hate is, hate is you, you know, someone destroys your wedding. Hate is, hate is serious shit, all right? There's a difference between someone trying to help you that isn't tactful is that is criticizing you and might sound like an asshole, but if you have an open mind, you can look at it as an opportunity to get better. Yep. So something that was said in there, I want to make sure that we recap on this. Your purpose is your fuel. Your passion is the vehicle you're putting that fuel in. 
It's mm-hmm. it's how you direct your purpose. Yeah. You know, I know we just talked about it, it, it's it's they're closely related and often confused. Your purpose is your greater I, I hate to say purpose, but it's it's the meta, if you will. It's it's the greater concept. When you can get to the point that you can step outside of your life and look at it rather than being in it, you're in the third circle and you understand your purpose. And, it's big and that's what you're trying to get at. And the the finer, the the more pointed piece of your purpose might manifest as your passion. Hundred percent. Well said, Steve. Well said. Yes, I did something well. Yo, so so check it out. All right. Um, what we're gonna get into in the end here is we want to do a little bit of a different outro, um, mm-hmm. and we wanna. What do we want to do, Steve? Well, I think we're we're at a unique spot right now where two things happen. Um, we're at a point where like people are actually listening to us which is fantastic. And there's this interaction between them and us now. That's really awesome. So, so we want to give more of a, less of a concept and more of a direct challenge to folks, especially with a new year coming around. Right. So we're at like an interesting point in the podcast, but we're also at an interesting point in the the calendar year with the closing. So I know that you had said you have, you have a, I don't know if it's challenge the right word. I fucking challenge you to get better. Each and every one of you, I challenge you to get better, all right? Now, keep in mind, and I'm going to state it again, if you want this book that I'm talking about, email me. I will buy it for you. I will ship it to you. If I know you personally, I'll hand deliver it. And I want you to get better, and then I want to go have dinner with you so we can discuss it. I challenge you to get better. How many of you will actually take me up on what I'm talking about and email us? Okay? Email us. I challenge you to take your fucking time to get yourself better. I'm giving you the vehicle to do it with on me, on my dime. I want you to get better. Okay? I challenge you. And this is why I challenge you. It's New Year's Eve Eve. By the time you guys hear this, it will be probably the first week of 2019, okay? I not only have my 2019 goals written out, I have my 2029 goals written out. I want you to write down five goals for 2019. Five. I challenge you. Five, whether it's personal, business, relationship, all of them. Maybe one for relationship, one for business, couple for personal, however you want to develop it. it maybe you throw a fitness goal in there? Throw a fucking fitness goal in there. I, cha- I, I challenge you. Do a financial goal, a fitness goal, a relationship goal, a business goal, and a personal goal. Challenge you to do that. Write that shit the fuck down, okay? Then after you write it down, put it on a whiteboard. Put it in your bedroom. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your fucking mirror where you look at yourself every morning. And read those goals every single day. Because you want to know what will happen? (laughs) You'll achieve them. And you'll level up. And you'll get better. And then when 2020 is rolling around, 
you're going to be like, I got this. And then next thing you know, you're going to be a happy motherfucker. In life, you're going to be wealthy with everything to include money. And money is not the answer, but money will come. The more that you take the time to develop yourself, the, the happier you'll be and the more money that will come in. Money is the byproduct of what you can offer this world. And if you can put five goals down and get them done in 2019, you'll be able to offer the world more, which means you'll be able to make more money. Let me tell you something. My employees, first things first, I assigned one of them to go out and write their goals down for 2019 to actually display to me and give an actual, not a speech, but a presentation on what his 2019 goals are. Why? Because I want him to get better. Why? Because I want to see him happy. Why? Because he'll be more valuable to everyone in his life to include me. All right. I challenge you to write five goals down. All right. I challenge you to write those goals down and fucking chase them with everything you have in you for the next year. And if you want help, email me. I'll help you. I want to see you successful. Do it. That email is thecwclinic at gmail.com. Thecwclinic at gmail.com. I want all questions, all inquiries, everything coming to the email address from this point forward. Uh, you want help? You can get a hold of me however you want to get a hold of me. But when it comes to this shit, email us. All right? I want to help you. Steve wants to help you. We are helping you. Let us help you more. And on that note, I wish all of you a happy, healthy, prosperous, wealthy New Year. I wish you the best in 2019. I want to see each and every listener that we have here level the fuck up. I want all of you to do better. I want all of you to be happy with what you see in the mirror. And I wish you only the best. And if you tell yourself you're going to do it, guess what's going to happen? You'll do it. Guys, thank you for your time. Thank you for following us. Thank you for interacting with us. Thank you for everything that you've given us in 2018. We're closing out 2018 with this podcast, this episode. 2019 is going to be sick. Steve and I did our goal planning last week for 2019. And we got some serious shit coming. So thank you again. If you want to follow Steve on Instagram, it's jacksocks87. J-A-X-O-X-87. If you want to follow me, no, fuck that. Follow me on Instagram at chriswarns1. C-H-R-I-S-W-A-R-N-E-S-1. At chriswarns1 on Instagram. We thank you for everything that you have given us in 2018. I want to see you successful in 2019. Write down those fucking goals. Get that shit done. Take control of life. Do it. 
They say it's lonely at the top in whatever you do. You always gotta watch motherfuckers around you. Nobody's invincible, no plan is foolproof. We all must meet our moment of truth. The same shiesty cats that you hang with and do your thing with could set you up and wet you up. Nigga, peep the language, it's universal. You play with fire, it may hurt you or burn you. Lessons are blessings you should learn through. Let's face facts. Although MCs lace tracks, it doesn't mean behind the scenes there ain't no dirt to trace back. That goes for all of us. There ain't nobody to trust. It's like sabotage. It's got me ready to bust, but I can't jeopardize what I've done up to this point. So I'ma get more guys to help me run the whole joint.